Valdik. So today's daf is daf ches, page eight in Mesechta Mayir Katan, and we are up to the Rebbe Omar. Okay, this is the second line on daf ches Omar Aleph, and the Gemara that we're we're coming off of just explained to us the importance of the um, what creates the tumma, the importance of knowing that what creates the tumma is the declaration of the Kohen saying tame. Now, are you, is the Kohen allowed to delay in saying Tameh or not? So we just learned that the answer is yes. The Kohen is permitted to delay in saying Tameh. Uh, we know that because the Pasuk tells us, the Kohen tells, tells the Mitzorah to remove all the furniture from his home before he declares the home actually Tameh. So until he says Tameh, it must be there's no real Tumah on the home. That was point number one. Point number two we learned is that on a yomtif, on Cholomoed, the Kohen is allowed to delay, if there's Tzaras on the body, to, is allowed to delay the declaration of Tumah. So we see by a person's property, the Kohen is permitted to delay, and we see on a person's body, the Kohen is permitted to delay, and we brought, we brought Sukkim for each one. What the Gemara is now going to get into is, why do I need a verse to teach me the Kohen can delay his Tumma declaration on the home. And I also need a verse for the Kohen to tell me the Kohen can delay the Tumma declaration on his body. Maybe I should be allowed to learn one out from the other. Why do I need verses explicitly by the body and by the home? Here we go. Second line, the Rebbe Yomar. And Rebbe says, Itzrich, I need Psukim to teach me the Kohen is allowed to delay his declaration of Tumma. Why? If the Torah would have just written a Pasuk telling me you're allowed to delay the declaration of Tum on the body. I would have thought you're only allowed to delay the declaration of Tuma if there's a mitzvah purpose. For example, it's Cholamoid and we don't want to destroy his Simchas Yamtiv. Or you have a Kohen during Sheva Brachas and we don't want to ruin his Simcha. That's when you're allowed to delay the declaration. But just because you want to save yourself some mula, just because you want to save yourself some cash, I would say the Kohen's not allowed to delay that. So therefore, Therefore, the Kohen tells us also by a person's home that the Kohen tells him, before I declare it, Tomei, get rid of your furniture. To teach me, even for the purpose of saving money, of something becoming Tomei, you're also allowed to delay. And if the Torah would have only written to me by the home that the Kohen's allowed to delay, I would say by a home, you're allowed to delay because it's kind of distant from you. You don't have tzaras on your body. It's tzaras on the house so we could be lenient with you. There's no impurity actually on your body. So when there's no actual tum on your body, that's when I'm allowed to delay. But when you mamish have tzaras on your body, I would say, listen, it's coming to you, man. And we're going to declare you tummy right now. Therefore, therefore, tzricha, it's necessary, says Rebbe, it's necessary to have psukim letting me know both by the home and by the tzaras on a person's body, the Kohen is allowed to delay. Period. Amar Mar, the Tana taught us. We learned out from the Pasuk that there are days where the Kohen looks at tzaras on the body and days where he doesn't. What, and what did we learn on yesterday's daf? When does the Kohen not look? When there's a simcha going on, when there's a chalamoed, when there's a chasen during his brachas, right? So we're going to delay. Because the Pasuk lets us know, some days you look, some days you don't look, some days the office of the Kohen is closed. Okay. Says the Gemara, my mashma. Where is it mashma from the Pasuk? 
of Biyoyme Rasabai, on the day that he looks at the skin and it starts to be healed, right? So what do you see from that Pasuk? How are we mashma? Where's the inference coming from to tell me that you don't have to declare Tumah right away? Amar Abayi, Sabai explains, he says, I'll tell you why. Imkain, if there would be no drasha, really, lichtov rachmana bayom. The Torah could have written, on the day of. My ubayim, why is there a vav? The vav means and. And means there's something else. This and that. And Every single letter in the Torah must be necessary. And if there's an extra letter, that means we're allowed to make a drasha. So it could have said, the day that he saw. Why does it say, and on the day that he saw it? It seems to imply there are other days. No, you learn from here, there are some days that the office of the Kohen is open and he would look at the tzara, look, look at the skin to see if there's tzaraz. And there are other days that he does not look at it. Okay, so that's one answer for how we know that the, when it comes to the tzaras, when it comes to a mitzvah on the body, the coin delays his declaration. Rav Amar Rav says, Kula It's not only the extra vav that teaches me this drasha, actually the whole pasuk of ubayim, the whole, the whole word actually, the whole word of ubayim is extra, dimkein, because really the Torah could have written, lichtav rachmana ubeheirais, and on the day when the Kayan sees it. My ubiyayim, I'm sorry, it could have said ube rice, and when he sees it. When he sees it. That's it. What do you got to say? And on the day when he sees it. What do you mean on the day of? The whole word is extra. My ubiyayim, Shmami, no, you learn from here. Yeshem sha'atarayabai, there are some days that you learn from it. Yeshem sha'atarayabai. So it's interesting. What we have over here is a machlokas. Abaye says, we know you can delay from the Vav. Rava says, we know you can delay from the whole word Ubayim. The whole thing is extra. So now in classic Gemara fashion, we're going to go back and forth and try to figure out why each month the Omar argues with the other. Says the Gemara. Va'abaye. And Abayu says that we learned out from the extra Vav. He says the whole word is not extra. It needs to tell me Bayim. You know why? To t- tell me that the Kohen's only allowed to look at it by day, at the Tsaras by day. He's not allowed to look at the Tsaras by night. So only the Vav is extra. Virava, Ravu says the whole word Ubayom is extra. He says, Bayom Vilay Balay Lamanale. Said, as he know, you got to look at it by day or not by night. Nafkalay me Lechol Mara Enea Kayan. Wherever the Kayan is able to see. Va'abai and Abaya, whom Lamute Suma Bachas Abai says there's Allah that a Kayan who's blind in one of his eyes is not allowed to be the one who looks at the Tsaras. And Mamela, I don't need a drusha to tell me you can't look at it by night because I have a whole different drusha that's needed over here. Ravanami and Rava also um, Listen, he agrees with the halacha that a Kohen who's blind in one eye is not allowed to be the one who looks at it. So Rav, where's going to be Rava's proof to this halacha if he already uses this pasuk for his other halacha teaching me that there are days which you can look at it and days that you cannot. So the Gemara says, Enochanami. You're right. You have a, a, a good, you know, good question on Rava. However, so if it's a good question on Rava, so now go, let's go back to that halacha. How's Rava going to know? It says in the Pasuk that the Kohen, um, the Kohen declares, there's some, I'm sorry, the person comes to the Kohen and he says, listen, there's something like this. You, you're supposed to explain, kind of like you go to the mechanic. Right, and you're supposed to explain the noise your car is making. Right, you go. 
you're trying to explain to the mechanics, like, no, what's the problem, right? And everybody starts making their own noises that their car is making. It says, the guy comes to the car and he says, like this. This is, it looks similar. It's like this color, it's this thing, huh? This type of patch is coming up on the ho- on the walls of my home. So this, this lets me know, Lee, it looks like it to me, meaning my eyes, but not my light. Meaning, I was able to see this from natural light. I didn't need to see this through candlelight, through nighttime lamps. And therefore, says Rava, this is my source that a Kohen has to look at it by day because he has to be able to, the, the, the Yid has to be able to declare that he saw it on his own accord without any unnatural light. Vabai, what's Abai going to say? How's he going to know this halacha? That the, um, uh, I'm sorry, why does he disagree with this Pasuk being a proper source to tell me that it has to be looked at by day? He says, Imei Hasam, if it would have been learned out from I would have thought I would say only to Tumah that's on the home not Tumah that's on the body but something that's on your body I would say that can even be looked at at night it's Mamish on his body it's very close to him and we, don't, we shouldn't delay we shouldn't push off the declaration of Tumah so the Torah lets us know that with this Pasuk of that whether it's on the home, whether it's on the body, the Kohen will never declare somebody Tuma by examining it at night. You always need to wait for the daytime examination. Bottom line is that the Gemara earlier off, or earlier on the daf, we had a statement in the Brisa that there are some days you could look at it, some same uh, some days you're not allowed to look at it. We said, where's the mashma? Where's the source? Abaye is sticking to his guns that the source is the extra vav, and Rav is sticking to his guns that the source is the entire extra word of u bayayim. Period. End of the Gemara. We're now up to the next Mishnah. Here we go. And Rav Meir also said, furthermore, A person is allowed to um, reinter the bones of his father or mother. Okay? So somebody passes away. They passed away a year ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And a person wants to rebury their relative in Eretz Yisrael. Or very, very recent, and this is happening right now, when COVID hit, so Eretz Yisrael shut down. So a lot of the cemeteries on the East Coast were allowing people to bury those who planned on being buried in Eretz Yisrael, they agreed to bury them temporarily with the knowledge that they're, that they're going to, whenever it's possible to move the body, to exhume the body and bring the body to Eretz Yisrael. So the halacha is, if somebody lost a close, close relative, we'll say a year ago, okay? So you're allowed to um, rebury the bones of that person on Cholamoid. You know why? I we learned previously that you're not allowed to ruin your simcha siyamtif. Says Rabbi Meir, This actually makes the family happy. The person planned. I'm just giving, using this as an example. The person planned on being buried in Eretz Yisrael. He wasn't able to due to COVID. Now that we're able to transport the body, this actually adds to their simcha. Rabbi Yisi Eimer, 
Rabbi says, He says, You're not allowed to do it. Because it leads to Avelus, it leads to mourning on that day. And this is Taka Halacha Lamaisa. Okay, this is Taka Halacha Lamaisa. That on the day of the reinterment, there's Avelus that comes in for just that day. A person is not allowed to be crying. On a person who passed away on Cholamayid, which we're going to see in the Gemara, they used to hire people to learn about the Nifter and to make them cry and to bring out lessons from them. You're not allowed to do that at the at our funeral on Cholamayid. We also do not give Hespedim, which is Allah, uh, which is Allah Lamaisa on. Uh, on Cholamayid uh, and also during the month of Nisan, but according to this mission, it says even Kaidam any time within thirty days prior to a Yamtiv period. Okay, so what? Let's see what what did the mission just tell me. Reb Meir holds you're allowed to reinter the body because it's Simcha. That's what they wanted. Reb says no, it's a day of mourning. You're not allowed to do that on Cholamayid, and we also learned that you're not allowed to give a spadim or bring people to crying. At a funeral on Cholamite. Says Gmar Brahminu, I'll ask you a contradiction. When you reinter the body, the halacha is there's Avelis for the family the entire day. But once you get to evening, the morning is over. This is true even if the bones were already wrapped up in a sheet, okay? Which means that you didn't even see the bones. There's still going to be a halacha of, of Avelis. So the Shaila is how can Rav Meir in our Mishnah, no, it's not a Shaila, it's a Kasha, it's a challenge. How can Rav Meir in our Mishnah say that you're allowed to, that, uh, you're allowed to reinter the body because the day of Simcha on Cholamayid, here you see it's, it's Avelis. Answer the Gemara, Amr Abaye, Ema Bapnesha Simcha Saregel Olav. What Rav Meir means is because there's so much Simcha already because of the Yumtif, the reburial, the reinterment is not going to cause any tzar to the person, and therefore it's allowed. Meaning, until now we thought the actual reinterment is going to bring simcha. What the Gemara is clarifying for us now is saying, no, we agree the, the reburial is not going to bring simcha, that's for sure. But since it's a day of tremendous joy, the reinterment is not enough of an issue that's going to remove the simcha siyamtif that's already in existence. And therefore, it's allowed. Okay. Two dots. Then the Mishnah said, A person is not allowed to bring others to cry at a, uh, at a, um, when someone passes away on Cholomayr. What does that mean? There would be people who were hired to travel around Eretz Yisrael. And Amri, Yibchuname, Kol Merire Liba, cry anybody who is brokenhearted. What does this mean? Which means they used to hire professional eulogizers who would come to funerals, they'd come to levayas or whatever it was during the shiva and they would inspire people to uh, as to what their loss was. And this type of hiring is forbidden to do on Cholomayit. Okay, we said in the Mishnah, this is, you're not allowed to do this for an entire 30 days before a Yom Tif. Says the Gemara, Maishna Shleishim Yom where are you getting 30 days from? Where, do, where, where are you plucking this number out of a hat? 30 days before a Yomtev, you can't do these things. Amar Rav Kahn, Amar Rav Yud, Amar Rav. Rav Kahn says the name of Rav Yud in the name of Rav. Listen to this story. 
There was a person, Shekinah Ismois, Lala Isterega. He gathered together money so he could travel to Yerushalayim on the Yom Tif. And there was a, a professional eulogizer who came and stood at the entrance of his home because apparently this person lost a close relative and this person was hired to come to this Yid's home and inspire him and speak to him and make him cry over his loss. And the wife of this Yid who, get, who collected all the money to go be Regal took the money and paid the eulogizer. Yeah, he's a lecturer. She paid him out of Akara Sataif, out of gratitude for the inspiration. And because he had no more money, he wasn't able to go up to Yerushalayim anymore. It was because of this story that the Chachamim say, I'm sorry, a person should not bring to crying on, on over a dead person, nor do we give Hespedim, Kaidim Laregel, Shleishimim, 30 days prior, because people. Are, that's when they're entering their preparations for the Yom Tif, and we don't want anything else to get in, in the way, both emotionally and financially. Okay, so that is the reason for, of Rav Kahana, why 30 days? Ushmul Amar. Shmuel gives another reason, top of Chesam and Beis. Lefisha'in Hames. Lefisha'in Hames, Mishtakeach Min Alev, Shloishim because a person who passes away is not mishtakeach min literally means the pain is not gone from the from the uh, you know from those who are left behind for thirty days. The pain is still too fresh. Okay, and therefore, if somebody um, since the 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 tzara, the difficulty, the 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 sadness is still felt um, within thirty days, so. Uh, so within 30 days, we don't give the, the hesped. My benayu, what's an afkamina? Ika benayu, dika avid bechinam. The difference is when, when you don't hire a professional uh, maspid for the levias, that's not the minug in your place, like nowadays, right? You ask a, a rav to officiate at a funeral, right? There's no like, they don't charge. A person might, might offer money out of a kar satayv or whatever it is, but there's no fee for the performance of a mitzvah. So then, according to Svara number one, there's no reason to refrain from a hesped within 30 days. But according to Svara number two, about about uh, the mace being mishtakeach min alev, that applies across the board, whether or not somebody is being paid. Period. Okay. Next, Mishnah. Ein chayfren kuchen ukvares b'mayid. You're not allowed to um, dig. Kuchen ukvares b'mayid. We're going to explain the Gemara the difference in kuchen and kvaris, okay, one's kind of above ground, um, and uh, they would bury people in the side of, of caves or grounds, right? And or kvaris, or in, or in a, a keber, uh, a grave site, we'll explain what that is, but you're allowed to be mechaneach, you're allowed to establish a new, a, a new kuach, a new place to bury somebody, let's say in the side of a cave, on Cholamayid, you're also allowed to make a Nevreches, a, uh, which was a place, Rashi explains, where people would go to wash their clothing. You're also allowed to make an Arain um, in the Chatzar with the Mace, with the one who passed away. In other words, you're allowed to build the coffin as long as it's near the person who's who uh, who passed away. Okay, it's very clear that the reason why you're building this coffin, 
is for the mace and it's needed right now. If you do it elsewhere, people are going to say, listen, you're just doing work on Chalamayid, which is not permitted. Rabbi Yehuda Isa, Rabbi Yehuda says, it's Aser Elam Kain, Yeshimai Nesarim, it's Aser unless you have the boards ready with you. In other words, Rabbi Yehuda is being machmir over here, Rashi explains, and he says, don't, you can't just say carte blanche that a person's allowed to make a coffin. It's only permitted if you have the prepared wood with you, the mace is there, it's very clear what's happening. But even if you have a mace there, if you need to start cutting lumber and chopping down trees, he does not. He does not permit it. What's the difference between a kuch, a a kuach, and kvaris? Some review review says kuchim bechafira. Kuchin are graves that are done by digging ukvaris bebinyan, and kvaris are made by building, constructing above ground. Tanya namiachi. We learned the price similarly. Eluhein kuchim veeluhein kvaris. What's the difference between kuchin and kvaris? Kuchim bechafira. Kuchin are are graves which are created by digging ukvaris bebinyan. And a kever is something that's built above ground. Avol mechanchin, that's a kuchim, says the Mishnah. You're, you're allowed to be mechaneach, you're allowed to establish the kuchim, which we just explained, are beneath the ground. Ketzad mechanchin, what does that mean? Amr v'yehuda, shim haya aroin That if, you, if it was a little too long, you make it a little shorter in order, for the, in order to be more snug for the coffin. We don't know in a brisa marich ba you're allowed to make these areas um, either longer or shorter. Okay, vaisin nevreches. You're also allowed to make an area where they would where they would wash clothing. Mine nevreches. I'm reviewed a zoo bikeya. It's a bikeya. Okay, shkoyich. Oh, it's a bikeya. It's like a, a a clean lake, a pond. You'll call it. We learned in a brisa hanevreches vabikeya. You see that that you're allowed to make an avreches and a bikeya. So you see from here, it's two different things. Don't tell me a bikeya is an avreches if you're allowed to make an avreches and a bikeya. Amrabai b'tebrev kahana geya ubar geya. Yeah, there's an original pond, an original place, and then you have where the water goes. It kind of overflows into like a separate pool. So uh, one is a uh, a nevreches and a bikeya are two types of laundering ponds. But one is the uh, one is the uh, the main one, and the other one is the side one. You're also allowed to build an aron if it's in the chutzer with the mace. Tanina, we learned to the Mishnah this that the rabbanon taught us. You're allowed to take care of the needs of anybody who passes away on cholamayid. You're allowed to cut his hair like susai and prepare his his uh, and dress. Dress the corpse, and build an aron out of the boards that are pre-prepared from before Yomtev. Rav Shimon Gamliel Eimer, Rav Shimon Gamliel says, You're even allowed to bring wood and create them into boards inside your home. Says Rav Shimon Gamliel, if you don't have boards that aren't prepared, so what are you supposed to do? You need to have a coffin, right? So if you can't get wood, what are you going to do? So he says, you go Bitsina, go privately, Prepare the boards, not out in your courtyard, but where nobody's looking. And then you could take those now pre-prepared boards out to the courtyard. Period. Beautiful. Next part of the Mishnah. Fascinating Mishnah. Here we go. Ein naisen nashim b'mayid. You're not allowed to get married. You can't make a chasna on chalamayid. Now this is fascinating. Because until now we learned that because of the joy of yomtiv, you're not allowed to do anything sad. Now we're saying you can't even do anything happy. Now keep in mind. Keep in mind, Cholamayid, as we're going to see soon, should be an excellent time to get married. You know why? Because we're going to see, you only have to pay for one meal. 
Anyway, people make nice meals on Cholamayit. So you might as well get married. Two birds with one stone. Myridic. Right? And until we had the, the lavishness that us Americans have, people would get married on Friday afternoon so that their, their Suda could, could stim with Suda Shabbos, right? Yeah? It's, a, it's actually a smart thing. That, Rabiel says in Eretz Yisrael, this is still common, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a smart thing to do. It's a good idea, right? Might as well, might as well bring it all together. But the Mishnah says, no, you're not allowed to make a chasna on cholamayit. Lay besulis lay almanis, not for a besula, and not for an almana. Lay biyabim, you also don't do yibum. Mepnei shesimcha hilai, because these things bring simcha. What's the problem? I don't know. We have to wait for the Gemara. Yeah, we'll wait for the Gemara. I do know, but only because I, I took a peek, right? But it's interesting. You're not allowed to do it because there's simcha. Avon maxer who has grushasa. You're allowed to take back a woman that you divorced. If you're going to remarry the same woman, that's permitted on cholamayit. Says the Mishnah. A woman is allowed to put on takshitin, on cholamayit, allowed to dress herself up. Um, uh, jewelry, makeup, Rebuta. Aymer Rebuta says, She shouldn't put on sid, which is like plaster and lime, because it causes short term, um, you know, it makes her not look nice short term. If a person is not, is not a professional, a person is an amateur when it comes to sewing, an amateur tailor. So you could do it how you want to do it. Because there's nothing professional, there's nothing work about what you're doing. But if you're a professional tailor, then machlev. You're only allowed to fix things in an unusual way. Meaning you use irregular stitching. And you're also allowed to be megares the mitais. Okay? Megares the mitais means you're kind of like a, you know, picture a hammock where you have different types of ropes in different directions and people would lay down on it. So if that needs to be fixed for a person to lay down, you're allowed to do that on Cholomayr. Rabbi Yaisi says, um, you can't create it, but you are permitted to tighten it. Says the Gemara, okay, let's get into this Mishnah. Why in the world are you not allowed to get married on Cholomayr? Who cares if it brings joy? That's excellent. We want joy in Cholamayit. Amr Vidur Mashmuel Vidur says, Name Mashmuel Vachin Amar Velazar Amar Vaishiyav Amri La Amar Velazar Amar Vchanina. The Fisha Ein Ma'arvim Simcha B'Simcha. What a beautiful idea. And that is, Klal Yisrael should have multiple Simchas. You're not supposed to join, to, to bring one Simcha over another. If you have a reason to be Misameach, be Misameach. Don't try to combine it so there's less Simcha. There's enough things in our life, enough tsaras that go around, that if you have an excuse to create a simcha, do it, focus on that simcha. Don't just like shmush it all together. Like, ah, no, I already had, uh, you know, I already had a lot of simchas and it's not important. I already made five siyumim, so it doesn't matter. Ain ma'arvim simcha b'simcha. Cholamayid, you focus on the simcha of cholamayid. And then you have a marriage, focus on that marriage differently. Rabbi Baravuna, Rabbi Baravuna says, He says, I'll tell you another reason why you shouldn't get married. Because you have to focus on the yomtif. And once you get married, what's the main, what's the main mazel tov? What's the main simcha? Oh, psh, you got married. Ah, what a simcha. What do you mean, what a simcha? You've been, been mis- misameach the whole time. 
So by marrying, you're actually going to take away from Simchas Yomtev, which we don't want to happen. The Svara of Rabbi Baravuna comes from Rav. The Yomar of Daniel Barkatino, my Rav, Daniel Barkatino says the name of Rav, and I say, Nice and Nosh Mamayid. And you're not supposed to get married to a woman, a Cholamayid. You shouldn't have a Chasna, Shemar, but Samachto, Bechagecha. You should be Mesameach on your Yomtev, with your Yomtev, which means Bechagecha. Be Mesameach in your Yomtev, the Leibe Ishtacha. And not because of a marriage. Focus on the Simchas Yomtev. Ulamar Ula says, Bebnei Hatireach. Yeah? Too much Tircha. There's a lot of work that goes into the preparation of a wedding. And if you're going to be, you know, overloaded and burdened with all the effort of creating a chasna, it's going to remove the simchas yomtev. Rav Yisak Nafcham, Rav Yisak Nafcham gives another reason. There's been a bittel period of Rivia. Because of bittel period of Rivia. What does that mean? He says like this, the svara we gave earlier, the logic we gave earlier. If we would allow weddings on Cholomayr, people would only get married on Cholomayr except they get to pay for one meal. And they could have got married five months earlier. And already had the mitzvah of being married and started with period of but now they're not. So, in order to make sure that people don't come to be mevato period of we say no weddings on cholamayid. Maybe that's the challenging question. All these situations where we say not to get married cholamayid, mutar and lisa erev regal. You're allowed to get married still on erev yomte. If you're allowed to get married on erev shabbos, like we explained uh, earlier. Now here's the problem: sheva brachas is going to go right into yomtev. So you're still going to have an overlap of Simchas Chosam Vikala and the Yantif, Kasha Lakulu. There's a question on everybody, on all the Svaras, all the logics that we gave. Because if you're allowed to have Sheva Brachas on Cholamayid, you see that you're allowed to be Ma'ar of Simcha B'Simcha, and, you, and it's not going to distract from all the from all the Simchas Yamtif. Answers the Gemara, and we'll hold it here for today, the last step, like Kasha. There's no question, the Mandamar Mishum Simcha. According to the one who says the issue is you're going to detract from the Simchas Yamtiv, Iker Simcha Chad Yamhu. The main Simcha of marriage is the actual Chasna. It's not the, the Sheva Brachas is a nice addition. But it's the day of marriage, that's the Iker Simcha. The Mandamar Mishum Tircha. Mandamar says that the wedding caused the Tircha. Iker Tircha Chad Yamhu. Also, what's the main expense? What's the main effort? What are you preparing for? The day of marriage. Sheva Brachas, Peseder. No, people, that's like secondary. Also, and the Mandamaru says, because of Bittel Periyavarivya, there's no issue. You know why? Because of one day, a person's not going to push off, uh, push off a wedding. But if you have, if you have uh, more options, for example, the Hochalamayid, then we, then we would have a concern of, of pushing off the Yomtev. Okay, so bottom line, where we're holding off right now, we're going to keep in this conversation, we're going to get into the conversation of Ma'ar and Simcha B'Simcha next, but what the Gemara is walking away with is, you're not allowed to get married on Cholamayid because of the multiple reasons that we gave. The Gemara asked the Kasha, I, so why are you allowed to get married on Erev Yomtev? Your Sheva Brachas is going to go into your Yomtev, and the answer is, we're not worried about Sheva Brachas detracting from the Simchas Yomtev. The worry is the actual wedding. Period. We'll hold it here for today. And Bez Hashem, we will pick up from here 1215 tomorrow on Erev Shabbos. Agutin Erev Shabbos, everybody.